Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for prolonging, prolonging the agony, the waiting, the anticipation. Thanks, Ben, for that. Thank you for the introduction. Joe, what a, a fantastic message you gave. You've set the bar really high for me to follow on. So welcome, everybody. And I'm Alistair, and I'm really excited this morning uh, to be continuing our series of mini talks and preaches on the fruits of the Spirit. And if we just look at Galatians 5, 22 to 23, we've just talked about with Ben, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Where's the woo, Jess? Where, where do I put the woo in at the end? <laughs> woo! Woo! <laughs> and there's no law against these things. So today, I want to talk about self-control. What that means to me and us and what the Bible tells us, and how we can apply those principles in our day-to-day -day lives. So, uh, as we've continued, we have a dictionary definition of self-control. I've used the Oxford Language Dictionary, otherwise known as Google. <laughs> and it tells me that the ability to control oneself, and particular one's emotions, especially in difficult situations, the ability to control yourself, and particularly your emotions. I'm a bit emotional at the moment doing this. I'm not used to being up here, especially in difficult situations. So there we go. <clears throat> in Paul's letters in the Bible, when he's talking about self-control, he makes comparisons with athletes and athletics. And I found out that the Greek translation for self-control, and I must apologize to any Greek scholars out there for when I try this pronunciation, but the Greek translation for self-control from the time is egkratia. And it's derived from the Greek words en, meaning in, and kratos, meaning strength or power. So as we look at the fruits of the spirits, we have to understand that just like real fruit, like the strawberries or raspberries that we get see growing, that we've been picking during this summertime, they all need time to grow and mature and ripen. So too does that fruit of the spirit in our lives. We need to understand that this fruit will not ripen on our, in our lives overnight. So as we mature in our faith, and the characteristics of our spiritual fruits will grow as well. So how do we apply self-control in our lives? And I want to just cover two points today. So the first point I want to make is master your emotions. Master your emotions. So um, I was recently diagnosed with um, a disorder called celiac disease, People may not know of that or know that I've been diagnosed with that. And, and that means that I can't eat any, any products that contain gluten. Any products that contain, and I might need Janet's help, which is out there at the moment. Is it barley, oats, wheat, and rye? All right, Janet's nodding. She's helping me. Are you nodding, Pippa, as well? That's my wife here. So I was diagnosed with this. I, I, if I eat any products like that, it'll make me ill. And I was given that diagnosis, and, and literally overnight, I had to radically change my, my diet. I, when I say I, I have to say we. I have to monitor everything I eat. Uh, we, I, we. We have to check all the labels on the food that we have in the house. 
we have to, we have to, well, I've got a, uh, an app on my phone where I can scan uh, the barcodes and it tells me actually if it's safe for me to eat or not. We have different chopping boards because we can't have cross-contamination of, of products that, that might make me poorly. My craving has always been white, crusty bread, freshly baked white, crusty bread. That was always my go-to and I used to eat it and not realising it was making me ill. But I used, that's what my craving was. I, I know now that those things will harm me. I have to have self-control. I have to control my emotional desire to eat crusty bread. So where else do we see that we need to have self-control? In our relationships, in our families with our wives, or, or our husbands, or our children. I've got, we, we I keep saying I, I'm sorry. We've got um, two children, they're not really children anymore, they're young adults. We've got Harry sitting at the back, skulking behind the screens, and we've had Jack playing the guitar here as well. And certainly as they've been growing up, we've had to have self-control. Uh, at times, it's been like living with two locusts that eat us out of everything in the house. And as for their bedrooms, well, we're not even going there. So where else can we see it? We can see it in our work, in our school, college, university, friends, colleagues, and neighbors. So what does the Bible tell us? So we've got another scripture up now. So Proverbs 25, 28 says, A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. So back in those times, uh, a city with broken down walls, that would allow people unfettered access into the city. They could come and go as they pleased. A city with broken down walls would be seen as chaotic, scary, a scary place to live, and would eventually end up in ruin and decay. If we lack self-control in our lives, our our lives could end up like that. We might feel okay for a little while, but eventually we'll become, we could become ruinous and desolate, focused on ourselves and on our own pleasures instead of God and his goodness. So just like eating, me eating gluten will harm me physically and mentally. Self-control is a key factor in the success in this life. Without self-control, we are unlikely to achieve anything of lasting value. And like I say, Paul compared life and self-control to competing in sports. In 1 Corinthians 9 to 25 in the Amplified Version. Now every athlete who goes into training conducts himself... That's a different one to me. Sorry. Is that from the Amplified? Now, every athlete who goes into training and competes in the games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. It's quietly different to what I've got there, I'm sorry. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, be disciplined and, and exercise self-control in all things. Sorry, that's slowed me a bit. So, my second point, so that my first point was master your emotions. My second point, quickly, is depend on Christ's power. So if you want to develop self-control, learn to depend on Christ's power to help you. We've got another scripture, hopefully. That's the right one this time. If you are guided by the Spirit, you won't obey your selfish desires. Galatians 5.16. Let the Spirit guide your life. The secret is Christ's control. 
Now, throughout his life and ministry, Jesus demonstrated the true meaning of discipline and self-control. And when we read, when we read Matthew 41, 11, we see Jesus being tested in the wilderness. Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where he's tempted several times by the enemy. I think you all know the story. He was at, Jesus was able to calm the waves and cause the wind to be still. He had more than enough power to defeat the enemy there and then. But instead, Jesus quoted passages from the Bible, stating why he would not do the enemy's bidding. Ask God to take control of your life right now. Then, as you face temptations that are too strong for you to resist, remember that he is with you and turn the temptations over to him. Remember, Christ provides the power to change your life. So, those are my two points. And just as we're coming to a conclusion, I'm just coming back into land. I've got a couple of practical tips how we can maintain self-control. Well, the first one's obvious, isn't it? We just pray about it. We pray about it. We give it to God every day, all day, anytime. When you're shopping, when you're sitting down before you're going to bed at night. And even in the Lord's Prayer, it tells us, lead us not into temptation. It's actually telling us there, lead us not into temptation. Uh, the second point we can make is, is read the Bible. Find the scriptures. Find those scriptures I've just been quoting to you. Write them down. Put them on your fridge. Put them on your mirror. Remind yourself. Find them in your, in your U version and highlight them. And finally, join a small group. Can I just encourage you to, if you're not a member of a, in, in a small group, do so. Find, you know, you're in a smaller group of people. You can, it gives you the opportunity to be vulnerable. It gives you the opportunity to be honest with each other in a, in a smaller setting. And if you're not in a small group, speak to Rob or Becky or speak to somebody in the Connect Point and, and they can help you. So those are my points for today as we uh, just come into a conclusion. So ways to get self-control. Master your emotions and depend on Christ's power. Thank you.